Everybody, welcome to my podcast, Lessons of Life, where we discuss the laws of mind and how they govern our lives because they govern your life, you know, and they work for everybody. So, you know, it's good to know these things. So today is Matthew 25. Uh, it's the parable of the ten bridesmaids, and it's chapter 25, 1 through 13. And it's understanding what this parable means. So first, let's read the parable. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be compared to ten maidens who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those maidens rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise replied, Perhaps there will not be enough for us and for you. Go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other maidens came along also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he replied, Truly, I say to you, I, I, don't, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Matthew is um, describing about uh, what it will be like in the end of times. So then the kingdom of heaven, which knows God's mind, shall be compared to ten maidens who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. You know, so that everyone knows. Okay, you, you go within to, if you need something, if you want something, okay. And then five of them were foolish and five were wise. The wise ones already had the oil for their lamp. They had that energy connection, that universal life force connection to the bridegroom. They don't mind waiting on the bridegroom. They know it's coming. And they're going to have the juju to get it on. <laughs> and the other five, uh, didn't do that. They're running around racing their minds instead of, you know, relaxing and connecting with God. Now, all of them know this is how you do it. So that he's describing the end times. Everyone has a pretty good idea that, you know, they don't understand it, but they believe in the placebo effect. Okay, they have an understanding. And then some of them have been studying the secret and things like that. LOA and LOA gurus and all that other stuff. And they're not connecting with the life force. They've wrapped it around their egos. 
and they think they do it. <laughs> okay. So five don't have enough life force. And they're saying, give me some of yours. And the other five are saying, yeah, no. You need something, you can buy it. You know, which is referencing that you don't have enough faith. You know, you go buy it. That's what that's for. Okay, when you don't have enough faith, you know, you go to the doctor. The doctor sets the bone and says, God heals the bone. You know, but if you think you're sick in any way, shape, or form, and you don't have enough faith or not aware of these things, you go to the doctor. Okay, that's what he's there for. That's what they're all there for. You know, and we all start clicking into place. They have their purpose too. Okay, but they're not your God. So it's, you know, five are ready to go rock and roll. I'm going dancing. I'm making love here, man. I'm waiting on my bridegroom. I'm waiting on my wish. And when it gets here, I'm going to be making some sweet, sweet love with the one who did it. The bridegroom. That's you know, Jesus. That's the Christ. That's universal life force inside man who read your heart and gave it to you. <laughs> and you have nothing but good things to say. And he has nothing but good things to present okay but these girls were trying to get them to bow to them basically they're all, all going to be doing the same thing they all were aware you know but they chose not to bring any oil and the other girls all they did was point it out no you go buy some so while they're trying to buy some you know which is they don't even know what they're doing. They keep imagining having what they want. Okay? They have no life force. They're the ones who can't see it. So then, you know, the, the wise had theirs. They knew he's going to come. He was delayed and they slumbered and slept. Okay, because they're waiting on him. And what better thing to do than have sweet dreams of him? You know, and then those maidens rose when the cry came. The cry, here he is. You know, come and meet him. Okay, you know, they're all rested and looking good. Got the oil. Let's go, baby. Let's go. You know, come shine your light on me. I have the oil. You know, and the girls who were out, you know, went to buy, they missed it. They went into the, the girls who were there went into the marriage feast. It's time to feast. <laughs> we're going to feast on good thoughts and good words and good deeds and how everything is so magical and wonderful and how, you know, it's, it's wonderful and you make it that way. Miracles after miracles. Talking about going within and loving your bridegroom, the one who does things. And the door was shut. They were outside. They were busy running around on the outside. Well, these girls waited until he arrived. They went to silence. And they knew he would come. You know? And afterward, the other maidens came also. Saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Well, you know, they just get pooped. And they go imagining again but he replies truly I say to you I don't know who you are 
huh? No. So you watch out. Because the day and the hour is coming. These represent humanity. And, and it's, you know, the two sides. One side's doing it and it's wrapped around their ego. The other side's doing it and almost unconsciously. And, you know, they're ready. They're the ones. They, there are a few, you know, not many who are uh, coming to this kind of comprehension. But it's coming to everybody. It's so obvious, you, you know, to me anyways. And as my brother has always said, just because it's obvious and easy to you read, it doesn't mean it is to anybody else. You know, so if you have one in 40 that they know of, okay, being born an autistic, because that's based off of data, you know, that was gathered. Well, not everybody is diagnosed as autistic. All right, if I were born today, they they label me some kind of autistic. You know, I don't fit all the little check marks, but I fit enough of them. They would call me that, all right, because that's what they do. Whatever they get a majority of, you know. Well, you're that. No, I'm not. You know. But it, it's understanding, you know, that the day is fast approaching because we are split down the middle of the entire world. It's right about now. And, you know, there's the one side that's, the, you know, the World Economic Forum, Schwab and Company guys who are trying to uh, imagine the world in their image, the way they see the world, the way they uh, think it should be, and they don't see people. Okay, they see people as stuffed animals, and it was always meant to be this way, so that the people would rise up and throw them down. And it doesn't even, you know, it looks almost impossible. I know, you know, but this is it playing out today. All right is Matthew 25 and I've been shown this all week long and it's important to understand this not just this one we're going to go through the whole chapter but today is this one and it's understanding that some people understand that it's about love and that's all these people who are trying to get special persons using the law of attraction or you know, all this stuff, and they're seeking the way to do that. And the way you do that is just accept that God has predetermined your life. He loves you. He's got the perfect person out there. There's seven and a half billion people out there. You know, there's a perfect one for you. You know, and trust in Him that that's going to happen. Okay? And then when it happens, you go into your bride's room and you tell him what a magnificent, handsome, wonderful person he is. The same way you did before you had it. As if you had it. You know. He's magnificent. He's wonderful. You know what's on my heart. You know I want someone so to feel better and be all great, wonderful, happy. You know I want a perfect dinner tonight. Even though I flubbed up last night. So I'm going for it again. <laughs> it's understanding these things and and trusting means 
you know, it's talked about a lot, death and let go, but it it's really, you know, letting go of the objective world. That you're so in love with life and the one who makes that happen. Look at that tree. That's a perfect expression of God. And God is love. Nothing could stand in the face of divine love. You know, except love. Like attracts like. That's law. You know? So if I'm pushing that out, nobody can be mean to God, to be nice to God, to be good. They're all perfect. The gracious love, the end, perfect. So, you know, me and titties. So I uh, hope this helps. It, this is not a very uh, long podcast, but it is, uh, you know, the, p the first part of three parts to this um examples of what it will be like at this time and it's important to step back and look at it because as it warns in the last uh, sentence watch therefore for you know neither the day nor the hour you don't know what's going to happen okay you didn't you know they were supposed to be shut out they were not important thoughts and beliefs that you were taking in with you on one level Know, but on a manifestation into the world level, it, how this manifests into the world, so that you understand what's going on. Okay, these children who are so mixed up and trying to love on the younger children, okay, they are autistic people who've been forced away from their hearts and don't know what to think, and they've been bombarded. And they need love. Okay? They thought they knew. And then it, it just, you know, it got out into the real world for a little too long. Nobody reeled them back in. And sometimes they just had to go running like Forrest Gump and think about it. You know, so... Some have disappeared and are being found now. You know, we have generations now of people who've been listening to their hearts the whole time and then get sucked into something objectively. And we, yeah, it's just staring us in the face. Okay. The battle's won, it's over. Or, yes, I know it's over. So, it's about that where, you know, half are ready to go and half are not. And when God opens the gate and says, come on in, everybody, it's party time. This show's over. Let's go have a good time. You know, you weren't prompt. You weren't there. You weren't ready. You know, so the door got shut. And, you know, the Lord let me in, let me in. I learned this uh, objectively <laughs> by reading, you know, it was Stillwell, and how he um, had invited some cadets to his house, and and, and he told them, dinner's at 6, not 6.05, okay, not 6.02, 6, okay, and they're, yes, sir, so apparently they um, 
had a mishap or something, and they showed up at 6.05, and they knocked on the door, and nobody would come to the door, okay, and they uh, sat on the steps and waited, and he came out after dinner, I guess they waited about an hour, he goes, and he said, yes, gentlemen, because we were five minutes late, sir, one of them said that, right, and the other one, was, we're sorry, sir. We're sorry, sir, that we were late. He goes, no, you're sorry we were late. He goes, and you are embarrassed. Because when I tell you 6 o'clock at 6 o'clock, that means you should be here at 5.45 or 5.30. Do you understand? He goes, you don't treat my family rudely when I invite you into my home. My wife works hard to cook meals, and it's ready at 6.00. And I don't care who you are. I've locked my own family out. It's at six. Okay. Now, what did you learn? This is a good lesson learned for the military. Always be prepared and be prepared early. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> if you think things might happen, then you leave early enough to, if, to make sure that even if all those things happened, you be there. Okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Come back next Sunday. Dinner is at 6. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, so I hope this helps. It's, it's really, you know, important to understand how this parable is talking about the future and how it's going to look. All right? And this is how it's manifesting right now. All right, and the people are rising up and saying, you're not in charge. We are. We're not paying for this crap. Got it good. <laughs> we love you. You know, we know you're trying to do your best, but you, you're lost. All right, we're not going to listen to you. And we're going to kick you out as fast as we can until we get somebody in there who actually wants to listen to us. Alright, and we'll gather together the right team to make what we've told them happen. Because there's billions of people out there and they're all perfect. Each one of them something unique. So there's people out there who can pull it together. You know, but they get confused. They think they fall in love with the personality. And Elon Musk is a good example of that. He's a great guy. He's wonderful, creative, inventive. You know? He's one of those guys. He's, and he, in turn, you know, has been asked about something that's really none of his business. You know, how Taiwan should bow to China was basically his answer. And it's like, no, that, the answer is, well, that's none of my business. You know, but if you want to talk to me about, you know, Sales in those countries, I'm happy to talk to you about that. And you stay away from that stuff. It's none of your business. Okay? But sometimes, because he's always talking to his heart, and they pull him out, and he just repeats something somebody else has told him. He wasn't even thinking. Okay? He wasn't. You don't reply. If he was thinking, he would have not replied. Okay, so you 
forget them because they don't know what they're doing. They really want to just go back to creating. That's why he's all, you know, up in about Twitter. But you can see that you can't be about freedom at Twitter and say it's okay to restrict freedom for other people. That's a conflict. You know, and it will play out somehow. Don't know how. No wish in the past because I know God meant it for good. He's a magic, creative person. I love the things he creates. I don't care for the, you know, his electric cars things, okay? There's people who do. That's fine. You know? But, um, I don't think everyone should be forced to go towards something. I think it, it should be inclusive and diverse. What do you think? So I hope this helps. Blessings to you. Thank you. Thank you for being you.